Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Wellness Check. I'm your host, Jillian Holly. If you're new, if this is your first time listening, today's episode is going to be six tips to help you kind of reset for a new month. So it just so happens that this episode is coming out on Wednesday, February 1st. And with February being the second month of the year, I wanted to give you guys some tips and tricks that you could check in with how your New Year's resolutions are going and your goals and kind of just have a little reset to get you in the right mindset to tackle month two of 2023. But before we get into the bulk of the episode, um, I'm going to give some life updates to y'all. First of all, I'm so sorry for lying about the Skinny Confidential Robin Sharma interview that I mentioned in last week's episode. I'm not sure why I thought that they had interviewed him before, probably because they've interviewed a lot of people like him on their podcast, but I went to search it in their like podcast episodes because I really could have sworn that they'd had him on before and I couldn't find anything about it. So then I felt really bad. I was like, oh no, I recommended this podcast episode that doesn't exist to my listeners. So I just wanted to apologize for that if you went to look at the Skinny Confidential for their Robin Sharma interview. So sorry about that. Um, a little weekend recap. We had a swim meet with the nonprofit that I work for this past weekend, which was really fun. Um, if you know anything about the Nashville Dolphins, we work with special needs swimmers and um, children and adults with physical and intellectual disabilities. So we had about 35 swimmers participate in our inter-squad swim meet this weekend, and that was so much fun. I love getting to see our athletes compete in the water, and they get their medals and their ribbons, and the smiles on their faces, and the joy that they feel just being able to compete and have fun with their team and swim is really heartwarming. So it's always fun when we have those swim meets. We have them like once a quarter. So that was a good time. And then football recap, I did watch the Bengals game. I was very disappointed with the outcome, but honestly, it's fine. I don't really have a horse in the race for the Super Bowl now, so I won't be watching as intently as I would if there was a team there that I was really rooting for. I think what I'm looking forward to the most, honestly, is Chris Stapleton singing the national anthem. And so I will watch that and you know, I can kind of just tune out the rest of the Super Bowl, which is fine by me. Honestly, I'm really just in it for the food and the good company. So that'll be, that should be fun. Another life update, my cousin is coming to visit me this weekend. So I'm sure we'll do some fun stuff around Nashville that I'll be able to update you guys on next week. But I think, was there anything else I wanted to talk about? Oh, some really exciting stuff happening for me in my personal life, but also with my content creation journey. As you guys know, I just started it pretty recently with the launch of this podcast. <laughs> but I secured a brand collaboration with this brand, Parker Moss. Parker Moss is um, a luxury stitched loungewear company. And they create great quality and stylish pieces with embroidered text and quotes on them. So they use embroidered text because screen print is more cost effective, but the um, manufacturing process of embroidery is sustainable and it's long lasting and it gives a luxurious feel to their pieces. The brand is also a part of the Eco Alliance, which is a growing community of businesses and brands who choose to utilize sustainable packaging. Um, all of the boxes Parker Moss ships out and all their mailers are made from recycled materials. And then the cherry on top 
of this amazing company and brand is that they donate 5% of their proceeds from any given purchase, um, either on their online store or from one of their pop-up sales. The proceeds go to benefit the Trevor Project, which is the world's largest suicide prevention and mental health organization for LGBTQ youth. So I'm really excited to be working with this brand. Um, I will be receiving a set from them shortly, even though I have bought products from them before. Actually, um, I bought one of their sweatshirts for my roommate, Sarah, for Christmas, and it's really cute. It says on the front, like, change is scary, but staying the same is even scarier or something along those lines. Um, it's a sweatshirt and then there's shorts that match. So like a sweatsuit set and then they make t-shirts also. But I'm really excited um, to be creating and filming some content for them this month. Um, so if you want to take a look at the products, you can head to parkermoss.com and use the code Jillian Holly for 20% off your next purchase. So go check it out. Not only is the product sustainably made, but a proceeds of all the sales are going to support um, the Trevor Project, which is an amazing cause as well. So overall, super amazing brand that I'm really excited to be aligned with and working with this month. So be sure to check them out if you're looking for some new, cozy, luxurious lounge sets to add to your wardrobe. All right, now let's get into my ins and outs for the week. So my ins for the week, my first one is balance. So between last Wednesday and this Wednesday, I had a lot of drinks. <laughs> um, I met a friend for drinks last Wednesday. I met another friend for drinks on Friday. And then Saturday, I got brunch with another friend. So drinking has just been a little heavy in my in my days um, for the past week. But you know what? That is life and it's all about balance. So with working out and eating healthy, I also prioritize being able to drink and enjoy myself and spend time with friends. So that is kind of the trade-off there. So I'm just trying to give myself a little bit of grace. And you know what? I might have drank every day Wednesday to Saturday last week, but that's fine. Sometimes you just need a little alcohol to unwind or catching up with someone over drinks is like one of the easiest ways to get together with friends in your 20s. So we're not going to be hell bent on the fact that we drank some alcohol a couple days, a couple more days this week than we were planning to. It's fine. Um, my next in is lucky girl syndrome. I'm sure you guys have seen this like trend on TikTok and there's a lot of podcast episodes about it. But yeah, I just feel like lately I have been repeating the phrase to myself like I'm so lucky everything works out for me. I try and do it in the morning before I start my day and I try and do it like at night or when I'm getting home from work. And I don't know, it's going to sound so silly, but truthfully, like things in my life have been shifting and I have been noticing like opportunities that are coming up that I feel like a month ago wouldn't have presented themselves to me. So the first one is obviously that collaboration with Parker Moss that I'm super excited about. This is a brand that I've admired and looked up to since I saw them at a pop-up show back in August of last year. So it's kind of crazy to just think that like now, February of 2023, I'm collaborating with them on something and getting to work with them. So that's kind of just wild to me for me to wrap my head around. Um, another thing is obviously I just started this podcast. This is only the third episode that I'm putting out, but I've already had someone reach out to me about wanting to be a guest. So keep an eye out for that. Um, still need to work out the details with that. But yeah, I was just kind of shocked that already so soon I had someone reach out to me who wants to be featured and who wants to come on and kind of like share their story and their wellness tips and 
Yeah. And it just felt kind of surreal because you don't really expect these kind of things to pay off that soon. Like obviously content creation takes a while to build and it takes time to like kind of grow a community and create something that you're really proud of to where other people are interested in it um, and want to work with you. But yeah, I just I feel like I've just been really lucky lately and I'm really grateful for that. So lucky girl syndrome and all that kind of being delusional bullshit is in for me because it's honestly working and what you put out into the universe comes back to you tenfold. So I am a big believer in that and will keep delusionally telling myself that I am the luckiest girl in the world and everything works out for me because so far it's proving to be true. So we'll keep going forward with that. My outs for the week. My first out is overspending. I feel like I'll go a couple of days where I spend no money and then all of a sudden I will spend one day online shopping and all of a sudden I've spent like more money than I had budgeted for the week. And that's a big no-no. I'm trying to be better about that. Um, honestly, sometimes I feel like I have a really unhealthy relationship with my spending habits because like I said, I'll go so many days with a dry spell, like being like, oh, I can't spend money on this. I can't spend money. I can't spend money that all of a sudden I want to give myself an inch and I take a mile. It's like, oh, I want to treat myself to a little something. And then next thing you know, it's like a whole Abercrombie haul. And that's not really the best habit to have when it comes to spending. So I'm trying to be better with overspending and incorporate a little more balance with my spending habits. Something that I think would be really fun to do would be to try a no spend day challenge. Like obviously there are days that I don't spend money, but maybe incorporating that in like once a week or twice a week, like trying to have days where I really don't spend money or buy anything that I don't need. Cause I think that's a good place to kind of start exercising some control in that area of my life. And then my next out for this week is wintry, rainy, cold weather. We are actually getting snow right now in Nashville as I'm recording this. Well, I don't know if it's turned to snow yet. It was rain, but it was getting icy out there. And I'm really over it. It's been like in the 20s and 30s this whole week so far. It's been rainy. It's been cloudy. It's been foggy. We've had like all of just the gloom and doom weather up in here over the past few days, and I'm already over it. The only time I'm into it is if it gives me a snow day, which it didn't today. Maybe it will tomorrow, but fingers crossed, we'll see. As I said, I don't even know if it's snowing yet. It might still be rain. It might not have switched over yet. The one thing I do like about the cold weather is it's like an excuse to hibernate and not go out as much, but yeah, I'm kind of just over it. I'm ready. I'm ready for the summer. I'm ready for the spring. I don't even mind winter that much. It's just the cold. Like I don't do well in the cold. I hate needing a jacket also. And this is such a first world problem, I know, but it's really hard to film and create content when it's like super cloudy and rainy outside. Like the natural lighting in my house just does not exist. And I haven't bought that like really popular Alex Earl phone light thing from Amazon yet. So yeah, the lighting has just been kind of a struggle when trying to create content daily, but I'm getting along. I'm getting by. Okay, so now let's get into the main topic of the episode, which is six ways to reset for a new month. So happy February. I hope you guys are doing well. Take a minute to check in with yourself, 
Um, check in with how your day is going, how you're feeling, and really just set some intentions for this podcast episode. Maybe it's to take away a lesson with you, take a, a resource from this episode with you, but just take a minute to kind of do a little wellness check with yourself before we jump in. Okay, so my first step for how to reset for a new month is going to be reviewing the progress from your previous month's goals and then after reviewing to set your February or your new month goals and intentions. So I think a lot of people forget to give themselves credit for the things that they've already achieved. It's not very often that we look at the goals that we've set in our lives and reflect on them and check them off and really recognize that we've accomplished them. Like, for example, I found a notebook sitting in my room the other day that I wrote out all of my goals for the year in. And I probably did this like the first week of January or something, but I just noticed um, three of the things that I had written down on there were create and start a podcast, post TikToks daily, and host more dinner parties. And it was so bizarre that I found that because literally I did start my podcast already. I have been consistently posting one TikTok a day. And the day that I looked at this notebook, I coincidentally enough, was inviting my friends over for dinner. So that was really weird, but also really fulfilling and satisfying to mentally reflect back on that and be like, huh, like, you know, three weeks ago, I wrote that down. That was a place that I wanted to get to. And now I'm like, accomplish those things and I'm living that life. So I just think it's really important to first review the goals that you had set for yourself before you create the goals that you are looking at moving forward in the month that we're currently in. So yeah, nothing's more satisfying than looking back at journal entries or goal lists and seeing that you've accomplished the things that you challenged yourself to do. So I just encourage you that before you set your goals for this month, you kind of reflect and look back at previous goals that you've set and give yourself credit and check the things off that you've done and you have started incorporating into your life because that is awesome. And I think it'll help you set some more clear-sighted goals for this new month when you look at the things that you've already done and how far you've already come. My second step for resetting for a new month is to plan the upcoming month. So I want you to literally take out a calendar and put things, put important dates on it for the upcoming month. So plan out date nights, your friend hangs, your work or your study schedule, mark down any important deadlines, even write in self-care nights. Along with setting goals, I think that it's really hard for us to turn these goals into a reality unless we create a solid plan around them. So for example, if one of your goals or one of the things that you want to incorporate more into your life is something like hosting one dinner party a month or going out to one nice dinner a month on a date. Make a plan and text your friends or text your significant other and pick a day and write it in your calendar. If you do that on the first of the month, it kind of locks you in and you won't lose track of the time or make excuses as to why you can't accomplish it for that month. It just already solidifies a date on your calendar and you're thinking about it. And so you're more likely to carry it out and actually do it. So again, even something as little just as like planning a self-care night or taking yourself out on a date, it's just really important to kind of write that down so that it sticks in your brain and it sticks in your calendar and you don't forget about it. My third step, and this might not apply to everyone if you're not a big reader, but it's picking a new book to read for the month. 
Last year, I had a goal of reading 12 books for the year. So that meant one book each month. And it didn't exactly pan out that way. But this year, I'm actually looking to read 15 books for the year. So I'm almost done with my second book. Um, I'm reading City of Girls. I think I talked about that in the last episode. But so yeah, if you are a big reader and you have a reading goal and you're even if you're not close to finishing the book you're currently reading yet, a new month is a great time to plan ahead and look into what maybe your next read is going to be. But I also think that this is a good tip for people who don't ever read but maybe want to incorporate reading into their routine more because the start of a new month is the perfect time to start a new habit of reading. So find something you're interested in, find a book that you think you would like that sounds good and just go for it and start reading. Goodreads is a great resource to find books that you might be interested in. I only just joined Goodreads last year, um, but it's where you can set reading goals. You can look up books that you've previously read before that you liked, and you can see recommended books based on that book. So it kind of helps you if you have like certain genres or authors that you like, it can connect you to different books that other readers like you have read and also enjoyed. So Goodreads is a great resource. I really like finding books on there. You can also follow people that you know who are big readers. So um, if you find friends on Goodreads, you can see the things that they've read and how they rated them and any reviews that they've left. So that can be super helpful too if you have some big readers in your life and you want to go ahead and trust their recommendations. Okay, fourth step for resetting for the new month is to pick one thing from your neglected task list to tackle. So a neglected task list is the things that always seem to remain on your to-do list. Like you never quite get around to checking them off. You can always push it back to like your to-do list for the next week and the next week and the next week. We're not doing that. For the new month, pick one of those things that you always push off, that you always procrastinate, and try and get it done in like the first week of the new month. So some examples of this could be cleaning out your car or purging your closet, washing your makeup brushes. That's a big one for me. I always forget to do that. Organizing and cleaning out your kitchen pantry or like making your doctor's appointments, hair appointments, dentists, like pick one of those things that you keep pushing off that you can never find the time to do and make the time to get it done. I actually just called my gynecologist and my doctor and I went ahead and set appointments for those. And honestly, it's important that you book those out ahead in advance too, because I called today and I didn't get a doctor's appointment until March 9th. So those are the kind of things you really can't push back if they need to get done on a regular basis. So like dentist cleanings, you're supposed to get one every six months. So don't wait until like a week before the six-month period to book it because you're not going to get an appointment, unfortunately. <laughs> it's just really important to stay on top of those neglected tasks, and you'll feel so accomplished and satisfied with yourself when you do finally check it off your to-do list. Like, think of how satisfying it will feel to finally delete it or cross it off or what, however it is that you keep track of your to-do lists. It'll be so nice, and you want to keep pushing it back. My fifth step is to make a new month mood board. So I love creating mood boards. I will literally make one for every area of my life. 
Um, but what I like about mood boards is it just gives you an excuse to maybe break your vision board down into something more attainable and short term. But it also gives you like a bit of creative freedom away from your vision board where you can just create something that's fun. What I love about mood boards is they don't have to be so specific. They can just curate a certain vibe or an aesthetic that you're loving right now. They don't need to be goal oriented or like focused on the future. For example, a February mood board might have lots of pink colors in it or reds. It might have pictures of like heart cakes or desserts that just look really fun and appetizing. Or you could put like pictures of Valentine's Day gatherings or like February decorations, like Valentine's decorations, just cute little fun things like that um, to kind of shape how you want your month to look or even just like the vibe or the feeling that you want the month to have. It's kind of just a good creative outlet. It's a fun little exercise for you to do and just to kind of get you prepared for the month ahead. I usually make them for different seasons of my life too. For example, like my 2023 vision board is not going to be applicable for each month. So like I'll make a summer mood board or like a spring mood board just to kind of get like a little more granular with the things that I want to feel and the content that I want to be inspired by each month. So monthly mood boards are really great for that. These are really easy to create on Pinterest or Canva. Well, you can look for the pictures on Pinterest, literally save them to your phone. And then if you want to, you can upload them into Canva and like create a whole board. Or honestly, the easy, lazy way to do this is just to save pictures from your camera roll from Pinterest and then just take a screenshot of your camera roll of the pictures in there and like set that as your phone background or your lock screen or something fun like that. But mood boards are a lot of fun and I love them so much and I'm a big advocate for just taking things that you're inspired by and that you think look cool and just putting them all in one place to make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. That's honestly the best way that I can explain it. And then my last step for resetting for a new month is going to be to make a new month habit tracker. So again, you want to focus on the habits that you want to master this month. You're going to look at the habits that you started making progress with last month and build from there. So this is where habit stacking comes into play and it really truly works. For example, maybe you choose one habit to master each month. So if in January, the habit that you wanted to master was washing your face every night before bed, maybe in February, you start habit stacking, doing a face mask every night. And then in March, you'll habit stack on top of that a gua sha routine or flossing. It just makes your goals more achievable when you focus on successfully completing one thing for a long period of time. And then once that thing becomes habit, you introduce a new thing on top of that routine that you want to start doing. Habit stacking is great because it makes your goals so much more attainable and it's so much easier to stack a new habit onto something that's already a standard in your life that you do every day without thinking about it. And then from there, once you incorporate that new habit into your routine, you're also at the same time, solidifying the old habit that you've already been doing. Your success rate when habit stacking is bound to be so much higher than if you try and build habits as a one-off or if you try starting a bunch of new steps into your routine all at once. I think we've all been there before when we have these lofty goals of we're going to wake up one morning and have the perfect morning routine. So we try and do all the things that we've been wanting to incorporate and that's not super sustainable. You maybe do that one or two days in a row and then it kind of falls off from there 
Habit stacking is amazing because if you really solidify one routine, one habit, and you get really, really good at doing that one thing every day, it's so much easier to then add a second thing on top of that one thing you're accustomed to doing every day. So pick a new habit for the month that you want to master and find something that's already a staple in your routine and stack your new habit onto that old habit. It'll already set you so far ahead and you'll already be more likely to follow through with this new habit by incorporating it right after a habit that you're already so used to doing every day. So make a list of some of the new habits that you want to incorporate this month and build out a habit tracker. Find places in your routine that you can add these new things to give yourself the highest chance of success. Okay, so those are my six steps on how you can reset for a new month. Just to kind of run through them all real quick. The first one we had review progress from your previous month goals and set your new month goals and intentions. Two is to plan your upcoming month on a calendar. Three, find a new book to read. Four, pick one thing from your neglected task list to tackle. Five, make a new month mood board. And six, make a new month habit tracker. So that kind of rounds up your six things to do this week. And again, these don't need to be done on the literal first day of the month. As long as you do them within the first week, maybe you take time and do it, you know, the first weekend of a new month, you sit down with some intentional time and you write these things out or you dedicate an hour to make a list of these things. But yeah, don't be like super hard on yourself. Like February 1st, like today I need to, I need to have all these things figured out. No, that's not realistic and that's not how it works. But maybe just keep them in your mind and think about them throughout the first week and go from there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wellness Check. Um, I just realized I've never like plugged my social handles on here before, so we'll go ahead and do that now. You can follow Wellness Check on Instagram at wellnesscheck.podcast, and you can follow me on Instagram at Jillian Holly and on TikTok at Jillian Holly. Those are the only place that I post. <laughs> but thank you so, so much for listening and joining me this week. I hope you're having a great week and I hope you have a great weekend and I will see you next week for next week's episode of Wellness Check. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye guys.